Welcome to the Adventure Days Podcast, where I show you how to travel the world and create the life that you deserve. From travel inspiration to self-improvement and more, Adventure Days has you covered. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is Brendan Burns, and welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today, we will be talking to Baidhuri Amani, the founder of SellCoursesOnline.com, where he provides full suite business strategy and the tech support for online course creators. Baidhuri, welcome to the show. Hey, Brendan. Thanks for having me on the show. It's it's a pleasure, and uh, we have been working together for quite some time. And finally, it feels good to be uh, to be hosted on your po- podcast. Absolutely, yes. For the listeners out there, before we dive in and talk all about how to create an online course and all of Baidhuri's specialties, he and I have been working together. He actually coached me for several months on how to start, create, and launch my first online course, Mastering Instagram. He was a huge help. He got me from zero to making thousands of dollars every month. Really crazy stuff. So thank you so much for all of your help on that end. And why don't we jump in and get started with a little introduction and background on who you are and how you got into this field of online courses. Sure, Brendan. And uh, I am. Uh, I'm, I originally belong to New Delhi, India. So I, I reside there and uh, I have been in this business of selling online courses for almost like uh, three and a half years now. So uh, before that, I have done all all those corporate jobs that most of us typically do. I was a consultant with General Mills. I worked there for almost three years. So my first uh, kind of um, my first uh, effort in terms of teaching online was actually via a platform called InstaEdu which was more of a one-on-one teaching job. So I used to do one-on-one teaching jobs for some time before it actually just hit the roof and and, uh, kind of, it it started doing well, but the issue was you can only do a limited number of hours in a day or in in a month. And that's when I started learning more about digital products, online courses, and and that's how my first course. Uh, uh, that's how uh, I created my first course and set, sold it on Udemy. And I started selling courses on supply chain, so that's uh, what uh, that's that was my niche in the beginning. And uh, I some of my courses actually did pretty well. One of my courses actually made mid five figure in the beginning, so that was great. Uh, I launched first on Udemy, then on my own website. Uh, I kind of launched a signature course as well, which was priced at five hundred dollars. So that, so I, I kind of tried everything with supply chain, and it it was going well. I I think one issue that I was facing was I was still not making a full time income with uh, with my supply chain courses. So even though I was making a decent amount of money, but it was not enough to uh, get me a a great living. I would say uh, that was one reason. Another was. Supply chain is, I, I would say, to some extent, very professional in nature when it comes to the industry. And once you are out of the industry, you know it can be tough to keep touch with the with the developments and and the, and the changes. And you would know it better than a, a lot of guys because you have been in finance and you know how difficult it is once you just kind of get out of the industry and work offline. So that was the challenge that I was facing. And uh, so uh, to make some additional income i actually started helping out uh, helping out guys uh, because I, I i had learned a lot about selling courses selling on udemy uh, your own website i had learned a lot about wordpress teachable all these platforms 
and so i actually started offering my services to to other people and while doing so i i actually loved it to be very very frank because the kind of impact suddenly that i was making i was seeing so many people who were like uh, uh who who were impacting the lives of their students and directly or indirectly i was also playing a part in that and uh, so that that was that was lovely so i i i thought uh, so i wanted to keep two streams for my business one was selling online courses so i i would not say supply chain is still over for me i i still have a few courses that's that's going on i partner with a couple of agencies here in india uh, for some training and all and then i have this business which is now kind of my focus at this point i completely get what you're saying about, about the helping people i could see how that would be rewarding and you know i've done some i sell my courses i also do a little coaching not much but when i do it's always very fulfilling and i enjoy that interaction and helping people right a lot of people come to me because they see that i have my mastery instagram course would they see that i'm developing a couple other courses right now i'm working on a membership community more on self-improvement and life coaching and a lot of people i'm surprised how many people are interested in online course creation and i've had a lot of people come to me personally for example a good friend of mine who lives in italy american guy he teaches english right and he's been telling me how it's hard to make money and he can't scale right. it because there are only so many hours in a day. So he's like an ideal candidate for someone to create an online course, maybe for Italians, um, you know, learning English. And you can scale that all over Europe. And I, so for him, it kind of makes sense. But for someone who, you know, might be on the fence looking to just generally make money online but don't know necessarily what to make a course on – you know, what are the pros and cons of creating an online course and do you recommend it to everyone or a, a smaller percentage of people? So uh, that's that's actually a, a great question and I completely agree with you when you say that more and more number of guys are actually getting into this business of online course creation. And, and I think uh, there are uh, uh, kind of a couple of things uh, that we need to give credit to. I think one certainly is Udemy. Because before that, online course creation was kind of so tough for somebody who was just getting started uh, recording videos, selling selling their courses, building websites. Everything was uh, kind of very, very difficult. Udemy actually streamlined everything and made it very, very simple. So even somebody who was not great with tech and somebody who was not great with, great with say, marketing could also create courses. So I, I think, and if you also look at it, Brendan, somewhere in the bit in uh, in between before this trend of online courses came uh, came, I, I think online selling online had become a lot about how to tell people to make a business. That was the main thing that people were doing, yeah. right? And pe- people who had uh, who were in specific niches, like say I was, uh, I, I was. A supply chain guy somebody else would know kind of uh, say finance or uh, some other guy would have probably no skill as such but might have some hobbies like maybe uh, kind of something like say baking bread or something like that so suddenly people found that uh, kind of uh, people found that 
even if they have no technical and marketing skills, they can still kind of uh, uh, create online courses and all. So technology, I think, was a was a big facilitator in that. I think, and, and there are obviously uh, when we talk about the pros and cons. I, I think the biggest pros uh, pro is uh, if if you look at it, there are so many success stories now in the now in the online world that you can no longer say that these are just a select few who are making money by selling online courses. There are so many people who are making a full-time income, and mm-hmm. uh, and when you are selling digital courses, you are not working based on hours, mm-hmm. so you don't have to work say 15 hours to earn a certain amount of money. Yeah. And uh, that's that's I, I think a great part about it. I, so, I totally enjoy. I really have enjoyed <laughs> that aspect of selling for listeners. I have this uh, Instagram course, and by Harry, you've been so helpful in getting my sales going. I love to tell this story to people. I was in Vietnam. Tra- you remember when I went to Southeast Asia? Yes. And uh, yes. a couple of months ago, because we were going to meet up, and I just woke up one day and I had four emails in my inbox that people had bought my course while I was sleeping, and I had just made you know a couple thousand dollars, and then my air my apartment in New York was on Airbnb for a couple thousand dollars. And I was like, wait a minute, I might make more money this month than I used to working on finance. And I'm in Vietnam doing nothing right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think that's that's the best part about selling online courses. Yeah. And, and, I, I, and I think it's actually uh, because you have gone through that phase, it's actually ad- addictive in a sense in the beginning. Because it, if you see one sales you open your dashboard on whichever platform you are using <laughs> yeah. five or six times in the day, just checking if you got some other sale. Yeah. And, and I think that's 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 a great feeling when you see somebody kind of trusting you and spending money for your courses. And, and I think most importantly, I, I think these are all great things, but I think most importantly, when you are teaching online, you are doing some serious stuff. You are helping somebody. And uh, if you are, for example, teaching Instagram, if you are coaching people with Instagram, you are you are helping them change their lives. Uh-huh. If I was teaching supply chain, I was helping people get real jobs. So mm-hmm. I think that's that, that's the best part about it, and and the kind of satisfaction that you will get uh, while making a good amount of money is is just unmatchable. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. I I see people, and that's also why I'm moving also into the personal growth space because I want to help people in other ways and it's so fulfilling. But when when someone asks you if you've gotten this question or, you know, I think people ask this a lot, um, what should I make my course on? And you mentioned earlier something which is a lot of people have these courses teaching people how to make money or you have a course teaching people how to make a course. Um, is that an overly saturated area? That's something I've tried to stay away from. I've tried to focus on, you know, what I'm best at. But, you know, what do you say to someone when they say, you know, what should I make my course on? I want to make an online course. So to be very frank, when someone asks me that, I simply tell them that I don't know. How would I know what what you should teach? But let me actually put it this way. Uh, So Answering your first question about whether it is saturated, uh, how to sell online courses and teach online. I I think, uh, yes, there are a good number of courses. There is a great amount of competition in terms of the number of courses. But I think still in terms of quality, I think there is, I, I would say still there is so much more that can be done. I think there is a lot to be done in terms of kind of, I still don't find a lot of courses on 
on teaching how on kind of teaching you how to make online courses which are actually actionable in nature which give you a plan a kind of an action plan which which is realistic which can be implemented in your business and things like that uh, a lot of it is just kind of that coaching stuff and and that typical guru stuff uh, i i think there so there is a lot of scope in in there and uh, about and now let me come back to what should i make my course on i would suggest kind of a three uh, kind of a three level approach for that the first thing that you should think about is what are the skills that you possess so if you know something like supply chain or maybe if you know something like search engine optimization or or maybe uh, you know something else uh, that's something that can be one of the potential areas for you to teach online so i i first uh, like people to focus on what skills they have the second thing uh, is a lot of guys actually uh, are creating courses on based on their hobbies so like uh, they are also skills in some sense but still i i, I just want uh, like to make that distinction so second thing is do you possess uh, uh, or do you have some other hobbies which you think can help people make them happier or or help with help them with their personal growth things like that i, I think that's another thing that you should look at i think this is more from a perspective of what sort of capability do you have but another very important uh, perspective from which you need to look at it is what sort of a market is there for uh, for your skills or for your hobbies and i think uh, it's not that difficult to do research on on such things i i think uh the simplest way would be to just go to google and and search about those hobbies some courses you might see that a lot of uh, a few people are actually teaching uh, something related to the uh, to your course topic and and you can see whether what kind of response uh, that person is getting you can also go to something like udemy now it's it's um by far the biggest online course platform you can see uh, how courses are doing on udemy and uh, related to your topics and all and and then you have that evergreen method of reaching out to your friends colleagues even family and ask them what do they think of the idea as simple as that and i think that will just give you great uh, amount of insight whether you should uh, work on that particular idea or not yeah No that's uh that's very good advice. I I think you know there's a lot once you go through those different areas there's a lot of things that you'll uncover. And I really appreciate what you said about the the uh, make money online start your own business space because I think it's really important to focus more on quality as well. So you know a lot of people will say, "Hey, there aren't any courses on this topic, so I'm going to go do that even though maybe I don't know that much about it." versus like this is my passion and this is what I'm good at and this is what I'm going to add value in and if even if right. it's more crowded or more but that means there's also more demand for it and if you can provide Absolutely. something really good and high quality i would say don't be discouraged from going into that um the next question i wanted to ask you was and uh, i the, i feel like these things are always changing over time uh right now my course mastering instagram is on teachable Uh, I'm developing two other courses right now, also on Teachable. Do you recommend that Teachable is the go-to uh, online course platform for listeners out there who either have an online course or are thinking about creating one? 
what what is their first step in terms of what websites to go to to check out for hosting and where they should make their course? Right. Uh, so that's. Uh, so I, I think that's actually one of the first steps that you need to take uh, once you decide that you are going to sell online courses. And I think uh, some of the, uh, I think the first basic question that you need to answer for yourself is, are you going to sell on a marketplace or are you going to sell from your own website? Right. Now, selling on a marketplace is easier in the beginning, but believe me, it cannot be your online course business. It can be something which is uh, dependent on uh, which is which is kind of dependent on somebody else's policies platform and so many other stuff you have no control over your business and it can just uh, close one particular day so that's not your online course business so i recommend all the course creators to start selling courses from their own website right from day one and uh, if you have, uh, w once you kind of decide about selling courses from your own website, uh, you have kind of, now there are so many solutions and I would like to briefly mention them all. Uh, just name them. Uh, WordPress is obviously the, uh, the evergreen platform. You have Thinkific, you have Teachable, you have uh, Zippy courses. There are so many platforms. I think uh, I recommend Teachable and I, I think they are, they do a really good job when it comes to help beginners start selling courses. I think it's a very, very easy to use platform, very robust. And, uh, and I, I think it's a great platform. And there are so many guys I, I know who are actually selling on Teachable and they just love the platform. Uh, guys like Pat Flynn, uh, you, uh, and, 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 uh, with Teachable, I, I think the biggest advantage as far as uh, people who are just getting started are concerned is that you don't have to worry about working with 50 different solutions. You just get an all-in-one course platform where you can host your videos, uh, even, even sell your courses. You have everything integrated into that single platform. And that's that's what I love about the platform. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with Teachable. In the beginning... What I always like to do is look at, you know, what are successful people doing? And I saw a lot on Teachable. Uh, I've had very good success with the platform. My only real concern is that over time, because they have received uh, significant venture capital funding, and, um, you know, will they become another Udemy? Will they sell out? Will they you know, make me sell my course for $10 and try to sell a million of them. And, you know, well, I right. lose control over it. I guess time will tell. Um, but for right. now, but I really like Teachable, it seems like. So I, I'll quickly answer answer that. I, I, I think you cannot predict anything about uh, any of these platforms or any solution online, I would say. Who knows what will just close down tomorrow or will just go offline. I, I think... Uh, but to to the credit of Teachable, I think they have been doing a good job for like past uh, more than two years. And uh, I, I think they are focused on what they are doing, uh, providing freedom to the guys to deliver their courses. So I think they are, till this point, doing a great job. And we hope that they continue doing that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well said. I uh, 
I wanted to ask this question because I feel like there are a lot of people out there who have a lot to offer and they're a little nervous to make an online course. I have a friend, again, the guy in Italy, and he's afraid of like being on video or he's afraid of putting himself out there. Uh, if you're, if you're going to make the online course, do you need a lot of tech equipment? You know, is it a big, uh, whole production? You need professional videographers or can you just, you know, get a microphone on Amazon and kind of bootstrap it and actually put out a really good course without a lot of, you know, needing a lot of equipment. That's, I, I, so I, I think in the beginning, uh, or let me put it this way, I actually spent just $100 for all the equipments, including software, for creating my first course. And there was, I was also afraid of appearing on the video in the beginning. And so what I did was just screencast videos. And uh, it was all just, I was recording my screen. It was more of a how-to course. And so I was just recording my screen and kind of made it interactive and engaging and just uh, kind of went that way. So I think uh, uh, when you are getting started, you should not actually worry about making your your course perfect right from the word go. You should rather focus on getting something which is which is good. Obviously, you should not create crap and put it online. <laughs> the quality should be good, and uh, the focus should be on getting something up, uh, and then you can always go on improving it and adding more value. So you might just start with recording slides and then you might add uh, your video to it at a later point and, and things like that. So uh, don't spend a lot of time on uh, on uh, a lot of these tech stuff and all uh, in the beginning. You can get a uh, you can get a microphone at at really good price like $50 you can get a good microphone uh, which will give you uh, good audio quality you you can get a software even for free uh, there is screencast-o-matic which is free you can use that for creating uh, uh, doing screencasts so there are uh, a bunch of resources online which will help you do that and uh, I, I think in the beginning just keep it simple and just take the plunge as simple as that yes take the plunge that's the big thing that people really keeps people from getting started is like once you just get the ball rolling and like you said just record do the screencast where you make slide i make slides in powerpoint and i'll just do screen record with screencast-o-matic i had my microphone from amazon and then also like you say you you get better over time you you make your course better you see people are buying it you can increase your price make it higher quality and then you ultimately you know long term you get to professional camera level like you know i got a nice Absolutely. camera now a tripod a green screen and you know you just take the steps along the way and that's something that i right. used to struggle with was perfectionism and you helped yep. me a lot with that. You were like, just just get something up there, get it going. And then, and then once I did, I remember my first my first ever sale was like after our first call. You said just just make it available for sale. I'm sure it's fine. And I flew to Portugal. It was my first ever vacation since be- becoming my own boss. And when I landed at the airport and I got Wi-Fi, it said some guy, some Japanese guy living in New Zealand bought my course for $200. And I was like, <laughs> wait, I, I thought I priced it at like 140 I, It was listed as 199 by mistake. The guy bought right. it. The guy loved it. We're, in, we're still in touch now. Um, so, yeah, just, just go for it. Take the plunge. Yeah. And you are one guy I'm, I'm really <laughs> jealous of. I, I think you just... Uh, 
I, I also kind of travel, but the kind of travel that you do, I think it's it's crazy. And, and <laughs> then you are making the amount of money. I think the credit has to go to online courses and teaching online. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I really found uh, we have to give credit to this industry and these opportunities because I've really found a great distribution model for my content and for what I have to share and a way to sell it in a way that I can capture value well. So again, yeah, for the right people, I think online course selling is a great route. Um, so, you know, as we keep talking, you know, there's the other question, which is we've talked a little bit about, okay, this is what I'm going to make the course on. This is, I'm going to use right. slides and screencast-o-matic in the beginning. Maybe, you know, eventually I'll do more video. But that's kind of like course creation in a nutshell. Now, how do you sell it? You mentioned, you know, listing it on your website. But what about webinars, email lists, Facebook ads, you know, all that whole universe of getting the word out there? Right, right. And, and I, I would say there are maybe one million strategies on uh, how, to, how, to, how to promote your courses. So I, I think, again, the key here, again, is to keep it very, very simple. I, I think uh, uh, in the beginning, if you just kind of start focusing on too many things, it becomes very difficult to actually manage it. So the best thing to do is kind of keep it very, very simple. And I'll, I'll kind of uh, give you a give you an example from my personal story uh, when i was uh, when i actually decided that i'm going to do some uh, consulting stuff related to online courses and all and i also had the same challenge because it was a new industry and i didn't know how am, am i going to get clients right nobody knew me there was uh, I, I was coming from a completely different industry so the simple thing that i actually started doing was i joined a couple of facebook groups and I, uh, you have seen me in those groups, uh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I joined. You give better support in the Teachable Facebook group than Teachable does. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so kind of you. But uh, so basically, I, I joined uh, so many different groups in the beginning. Actually, then I found that there were three, four course, uh, groups which were really, really engaging. One was Teachable, another was Thinkific. So I, I like the groups. Uh, what I simply started doing was I just started helping people. I didn't want to offer their services. I didn't mention even for a single time that I can help you with this. Uh, will you uh, will you be open to paying me for, for a job like that? I never did that. Yeah. The simple thing was I just focused on helping them, adding value and all. Uh, and I, I just answered their questions. There were so many instances because there is a limitation to what uh, software support can actually help you with. And Teachable was limited uh, to some, uh, didn't go beyond a point. And I, I think that's fair. So I actually started tapping into that that zone. I started helping people. And a lot of people actually, so from time to time, you would I, I would see some some guy who would just uh, put up a post in the group saying that, hey, Badri helped me with this. And it was so great of him and things like that. Five or 10 different people would reach out to me or maybe even visit my website, uh, send a message asking if I could help them and things like that. So that's how I kind of grew my uh, grew my consulting business in the beginning. Now I have a completely different strategy and all uh, to tackle that. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend in the beginning to keep it very, very simple. Just try and uh, kind of identify what are the uh, possible forums or groups where your students uh, kind of 
discuss and engage with their with their fellows i think if you are uh, for example uh, doing some sort of a say uh, as as you mentioned in the beginning something like english somebody wanted to teach english online i think the easiest thing to do would be i think there are so many different forums online related to learning english and and teaching english you would have a similar number of facebook groups uh, where you would find your potential customers and in the beginning the simplest thing is just join the group help the people and believe me people are going to come to you and ask you do you have a course or do you have some sort of a product yes. uh, that i can actually actually just learn more about learning english and all and that's when you actually start putting it uh, giving it a more structured shape when it comes to your sales and marketing strategies Mm-hmm. and uh, w- one more quick point here yeah. i think uh, s- still i would uh, recommend doing a few minimum things so i i think uh, when you are selling from your website i think having some sort of a sales funnel is is absolutely essential now as soon as i meant mention sales funnel you would uh, start thinking about so many different things like uh, customer acquisition and and creating prospects nurturing sequences and all those things but don't just worry about that just put some sort of a mechanism which can capture email address and then some sort of a follow up mechanism to get in touch with those guys as simple yes. as that yes that's it yeah i love how you just keep it simple because in the beginning i think i was like new to convert kid i didn't even know what an email sequence was and you just said don't worry about it just you know get something up and all those email addresses i captured on day 1 i didn't optimize the conversions at the time but it you know it's a process and i now have a much more complex tagging and follow up sequence right. and yeah that's the and then i also just of course love what you say about you went into those groups and and you just showed them that you can help people and when people see that they're like oh i want to talk to this guy he knows what he's doing and you know there are a couple quotes that i that come to mind one is neil strauss he's a famous american author and he says uh represent don't sell just you know represent the value that you have and then ultimately people will ask to buy from you and that happened absolutely to me. that happened to me this week because if you go to I rebranded my website it's under my name now Brendan H Burns and you know it was it was branded something else it was branded adventure days because I think I was afraid to like put myself out there fully Um, but I've since done that and this guy he saw my website the podcast courses and he's like he just emailed me he's like hey uh, can you coach me like I'll pay you you know what's your rate and it's not even listed on my site just because he sees who I am, he sees the value, and he's like, "Oh, I could learn from this person." Right, and, and I, I remember when you you got in touch first time. It was not about uh, you just sent me an offer and you said that I'm going to pay you. We just I, I just want to start. It was as simple as that. So, I think uh, if you just do the things, uh, even the wrong way in the beginning, I think it will just get into place as as you move forward. Absolutely. I there was another quote I read by a guy saying, um, and I was so guilty of this. I used to spend all my time reading like different strategies, you know, what works best, what platforms to use. And then I would spend like 80% reading, 20% executing. And then yep. the minute I started making money was when I flipped it and I stopped reading 
how to make money blogs and all these, you know, cause there's so much written about all this stuff and it's, it's helpful to yeah. an extent, but man, I just, just stop like overthinking, stop reading, just get out there and do it. It's like, you know, reading a book on working out versus going to the gym, you know? Uh, absolutely. And, and I think, have you grown your Instagram following using these quotes? Um, yes. I'm, I'm more, I, well, so one thing is I, I have a private Facebook group, which is um, my like online community. It's my email readers and then people who buy my Instagram course. And I put all these quotes in there and also in my emails because I have an email list now. And yeah, people love this stuff. I get emails. I got an email from a guy yesterday in Kenya talking about how the political situation has gotten better and how my quotes have like helped him through things. It's the most fulfilling thing when I, when I hear that, uh, these quotes help, but yeah, the other one I was going to mention was, uh, this guy, Gary Vaynerchuk. He, uh, he wrote a book called, I think it's called jab, 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 right hook. Right. And that sort of represents what you were saying also about, being in these groups, helping people, building your brand and your value. And then once you've jabbed them a couple times, you pivot and you just hit them right in the side with the right hook, meaning right. obviously that's where uh, you monetize the, the, them. So I actually took one of courses from Gary and I think he was just wonderful. And I, I, I think that's when I started uh, doing this adding value thing. So I was never asking in the beginning. I was just jabbing jabbing and jabbing (laughs) perfect right so i've been selling the instagram course it's been going really well i i want to get into this self-improvement space because like you said with the quotes and the motivation it's something that i really enjoy doing and i was thinking about making a course but i'm also like more leaning towards trying out a membership community and i know last time we skyped i was asking you your thoughts on that now you know, obviously that's going to require a lot more engagement and it's kind of a totally different model, uh, much higher yes. touch. And just curious your thoughts. I mean, just for me personally, for any of the listeners out there considering this as well, especially people like coaches, life coaches, personal trainers, because I feel like the membership community could be a good hybrid where it's higher touch, but you can also scale it more and get more people that you can reach and make more money. Right. And uh, I, I think, see, in the long term, I think membership, a hybrid model that you talked about, a combination of online courses plus a membership community, I think it's it's much more sustainable than just having a set of videos put together for a, for an online course. Yeah. So I, I certainly see that membership communities and this hybrid model adds much more value uh, to, the, to a student. And I think students see it as... Of, of much higher value as well. And and uh, that's why I, I know a couple of um, membership communities which charge like $1,500 a month just to be part of that. Wow. And it's it's like insane. I, I, I was like, you are making like <laughs> say $18,000 from one person in a year. I think <laughs> that's, that's just great. Yeah. Right? So I, I think uh, membership communities is certainly something which is, uh, which is great. However, uh, I, I think uh, the difficult thing with membership community is to, the most important thing rather for membership communities is to have the right set of engagement. Because if you don't create that sort of an environment, if your content is not engaging enough, uh, you are going to fail, uh, fail badly. Mm-hmm. 
And so with membership communities, I think there is a risk to it as well. So again, my advice uh, on it would be, and you are going to say that you just make everything uh, sound too simple. But my advice again would be start selling online courses. Don't worry about anything yeah. in in the beginning. Yeah. And uh, once you reach a certain level where you are confident about your online course and you want to take it to the next level, you can start incorporating a membership uh, model into your business as well as you are doing. And I think for you personally, I think it's a great time that you should actually move into a membership model because the way I have, uh, the, I, I've not seen so many Facebook groups or rather many Facebook groups which are as engaged as yours one. I think people are, people just, whenever you post, there are like 20 people who just respond to it. That's great. And people are, love your quotes and they kind of want to uh, do it on an ongoing basis. I think membership communities is certainly right for you. Also, and I say that because you have that sort of an experience, you have already have had some success with your courses. So it's right time for you to start doing some uh, membership model. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. The Facebook group has been going really well and it's very engaged, like you said. And that's like my big focus is it's interesting. You can make the best videos and the best course ever, but what it comes down to is like, what are people spending their time doing? And I, right. it, rather than just focus all on the course, like, it's funny, I have the Instagram course and then people probably get at least half, if not more value out of my Facebook group and out of connecting with me than they do of the course itself. And yep. so that's, that's a great point. And one question I, I've, you know, I have for you that I've thought about is do I, do I launch the, the, the membership community first to a group of like beta testers where I give it to them for free for feedback. And that also, you know, builds up the community in advance so that when paid members come in and join, there's a support network already existing. Right. I, I, I think uh, that's, that's something that you must do giving it to a, be, uh, a few beta testers and uh, kind of seeing their response to the membership community and how they actually take it. I would, I would just like to, uh, kind of add a little bit to it uh, in terms of uh, selling as well. Yeah. So one of the things that I actually learned from uh, Brian Harris from videofruit.com, I, I think Brian is a great guy. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so one of the things that I learned from him was about pre-selling. So he actually did a very good uh, post on how to pre-sell your courses and things like that. And uh, so the simple strategy that he uh, suggested was uh, you come up with a idea sort of a thing or even a basic structure for your uh, product or your community and uh, you then pitch it to your potential customers or beta testers and rather than offering it for free offer them a heavy discount uh, like maybe offer them a 50% discount if it's going to be priced at say $99 a month you might just price it uh, $39 a month lifetime for the beta testers. So, and what this pre-selling does is uh, pre-selling one gives you uh, an idea about whether it's actually gonna sell or not, because that's also very, very important. And then obviously you get those beta testers into your, uh, into your community as well, who can uh, help you with improving your uh, program and your, uh, your courses. So I, I think uh, 
taking a kind of a, a hybrid approach where you target both the uh, where your focus is on both selling as well as getting some beta testers would be better than just giving access to a few guys for free and asking for their feedback got it um no that's that's really helpful advice right here uh for those listeners who are wondering why i'm not answering asking my next question it's because i'm writing this down i'm getting a free coaching session right now (laughs) um (laughs) uh, okay boom notes are on the page so uh what else let's see so we've we've kind of gone through a lot uh the last formal question i had uh for you was this whole notion of the evergreen course versus the the course launch you know there are some people out there who have these courses that they sell for it's priced at at least a thousand dollars and it's only you can only enroll for like one week of every year and they do this big splashy launch with affiliates and they get like you know two thousand people in and they just made two million dollars in a week but then you can't get into the course the rest of the year versus the evergreen model where the course is always available where you know what are the pros and cons of those two approaches uh one of the guys uh that i actually follow personally uh is brian dean from backlinko and he offers a lot of great advice on search engine optimization so he has a course that he opens most probably one once in a year and it's very very simple the way he launches no mark no salesy thing no uh no fluffy marketing and it's it's very simple like he will tell you about the program what you're gonna get he will share some testimonials and keep it very simple and uh, just ask you to kind of enroll in that program so i i think uh if you want to keep it simple and you, which you should in the beginning uh you should just follow a launch model the advantage with the launch model is that scarcity is kind of inbuilt into your uh, into your model into your sales model so what happens is people know that i can enroll in this course only if i enroll during these 7 days otherwise i'll have to wait for uh, the rest of the year to get another opportunity to enroll in the course and that pushes people to take action and join your course i think that's the biggest advantage of uh, of uh, following a launch model the disadvantage is and it's not suitable for i would say so many uh, so many niches uh, I, i think the simple reason is it's not available uh, all the time so say if you are selling a mathematics course online you would not want to do that you would not want your people to give you would not want to give them one opportunity in a year yeah. to enroll yeah because then i am sure your students are not going to enroll in your course i'm certain about that so i i, I think it's uh, it's a factor of the niche as well yeah. i think it suits much, much more i i would say uh, uh kind of uh, course i i would say signature courses that's the right word i think premium courses which are priced heavily it it suits pretty much and it also suits the beginners so in the beginning you just want to keep it simple so what do you do you just put up a course online you don't allow enrollment in the beginning you just open it for a week see if people buy or not mm-hmm. and then comes the evergreen launch uh, model or evergreen sales funnels so you have this option where your courses are available 24/7 365 days a year people can enroll at any point and i think 
at some point that's what the idea about online courses was supposed to be that you could take a course at any point in time it was not supposed to be a program that happened only once in a year so from that point of view i think at some point you should move to a evergreen uh, model i think uh, for me that's better uh, the difficult part with evergreen sales uh, funnels is that you don't have a inbuilt scarcity into that so yes. you don't have any reason why a person should buy just at this point mm-hmm. so uh, with evergreen sales funnels those things can be built into and they can be as powerful as a launch model but those require some advanced uh, kind of skills and strategies so you, uh, we can obviously do that in the beginning let's focus on the on the launch model and stick to that yes uh, that that's uh that's very well said and you know just obviously one example is the you know you create coupon codes and you do sales and you do discounts and thing and bundles that's that's a way to get around how to create scarcity on an evergreen right. product yeah yep yeah. yep absolutely yes yeah very yes. very good so uh i think that's it on my end um i just wanted to make one quick plug because you told me this and uh it really has helped me sell courses. I'm now doing these live webinars and uh, not only are they really fun because I, you know, a lot of times I'm working from home and it can get a little monotonous and it's really fun because I'm like standing up at my microphone, I'm jumping up and down. Um, But it also, these, these uh, live webinars convert really well. Like the, the best converting uh, tool I've ever used to sell courses quickly, like just get a lot of sales right at once. Absolutely. And I think webinars are fun if it's used not just for selling. Yes. I think one thing, uh, one bad thing that has happened to webinars is every webinar now has a typical format. People will uh, teach you something in the beginning and then they will sell something at the end. (laughs) I uh, I think it has become pretty much a standard template. I think uh, what uh, we I, I think you should actually take a different approach. And uh, I, I think uh, the best way to approach it would be when you are doing webinars, let's not sell anything in every webinar. Yeah. Right. So let's say, for example, we are doing two, three webinars or maybe even Facebook Live, which I would say is now a, a kind of an alternative to webinars that's coming up. And I think so when you are doing a live Facebook Live, it's it can be a simple Q&A session where you just answer people's questions. You're yeah. not selling anything. You are just adding value. So I think the same principle of adding value and yep. uh, should up, applies to webinars as well. So webinars convert pretty well. The environment is great. And I think if you do it the right way, it can just do wonders for your business. Yes, absolutely. And I really agree with what you're saying about the value because I could just envision a situation where I teach something for 45 minutes for free and then I say, okay, now I just want to do Q&A and answer any other questions you guys have. And then when that's over, I say, hey, guys, thanks so much for joining. Have a great day. And they would be like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Who is this guy? (laughs) They'd be so shocked. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the worst part, some of them can actually be recorded videos and not live webinars. So that's that's another thing. And people Uh, so uh, people realize it. Uh, People are smart and people realize it that those are recorded videos and and not real stuff. 
Yeah, no, so you always, always go live. I, I, it's much better, yeah. yeah. You, you might call me an old school, but I, I'm a big fan of live webinars rather than all these recorded videos and automated webinars. Absolutely. I was, <clears throat> I was just on a, I watched this woman's webinar the other day and it was such a disaster. She was talking so fast. It was, uh, it was pre-recorded. It was, I got a zillion e- follow-up emails from her. I got like three emails a day from her for the next two, three weeks trying to sell me something. And I think, you know, the, it's not only has it gotten a little out of hand, but I think it's just, that's just harmful to her brand. And it's really important right. to find a healthy balance between, hey, I'm going to offer you this product because I genuinely think it would benefit you, but like not be pushy and just, again, focus on just being, you know, really helpful to these people and, you know, building a connection with them. Yep. That, I completely agree there. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, just as a quick reminder, uh, where can everyone find you, your website, blog? Where can people learn more? So if you want to meet me personally, you will have to visit New <laughs> Delhi. and uh, <laughs> or Otherwise, if I'm traveling to some part, I'll, I, I'll update you guys and we can meet there personally. But uh, as far as uh, meeting online and, and kind of sharing our experiences and thoughts, uh, I have a website which is sellcoursesonline.com. And uh, similar to you, Brendan, I rebranded it recently and I, I launched it recently. And uh, so that's where you can find me. I kind of blog regularly. I, I do a lot of uh, more uh, actionable stuff like sharing how to tutorials, guides, stuff like that. And uh, you can find me there. You can, uh, uh, you will, uh, if you want to reach out to me, uh, you you will, uh, you can reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, and and all those places. So if you search for Badriya Money, you will find my profile on Facebook as well as Twitter, and you can, uh, I'll I'll encourage you to kind of send me a personal invite, and I would be happy to add you and and uh, network with you uh, uh, as we move forward. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much for coming on the show. You continue to help me, the listeners. You are the go-to guy for online courses. So thank you so much again for coming on. Thanks, Brendan. It was fun. I really love the conversation. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.